Chapter 18 Immigration and Selection If you take in half of Calcutta, you do not help Calcutta. You become Calcutta. Peter Scholl Latour, Journalist Free private cities, especially those that emerge in previously uninhabited or sparsely populated areas, are immigration societies. The question therefore arises as to what criteria this immigration should be based on. A case against open borders in the sense of an immigration right for all has already been made. Such a regime represents an incalculable security risk, intervenes massively in the legal position of existing citizens, and is moreover capable of destroying social harmony and the prosperity so far achieved. Chapter 4 Characteristic of a society based on voluntariness are both the possibility of exit at any time and the fundamental right to secession. However, there is no universal right of immigration and inclusion. Nevertheless, with regard to the possible immigration criteria, a wide range of possibilities is available. The less attractive a location, the more generous the immigration rules will have to be. The same applies to new projects with little in the way of established infrastructure and population. Conversely, the more densely populated, attractive, and prosperous a free private city, the more carefully immigrants have to be selected. The immigration regulations of Dubai, Singapore, or Monaco are correspondingly strict. In questions of immigration, the operator alone decides and will include this provision in the citizen's contract. It is his main service to ensure the existing contract citizens that immigrants do not disturb the liberal order or threaten life and limb. He can only do this if he controls immigration accordingly or if he can expel troublemakers promptly, which of course they can challenge legally. Otherwise, it is not possible to maintain social peace and prosperity at a high level in the long term. Free private cities can be islands of peace and freedom in a sea of instability and religious and political intolerance. The price is to make sure that criminals and the intolerant are left out. Successful companies choose their employees carefully and do not take just anyone. Basically, the same applies to successful free private cities. How could such a selection be made? Firstly, the operator can check the extent to which immigrants pose a possible security risk, whether they are able to support themselves and their families, and whether immigrants pose a threat to social harmony because of their political or religious views. Finally, a determination has to be made as to whether there is any room or need for further immigration. The criteria can be summarized briefly under the terms security, self-sufficiency, and harmony. It is likely that the respective requirements will be wider at the beginning and will be tightened later after the city has developed successfully. Different free private cities will probably offer different answers to the immigration question. Security Few, if any, compromises should be made in security. The city operator guarantees the contract citizen's security and is therefore fundamentally liable for damages in the case of crimes. Most states require immigrants to have a police clearance certificate. In addition, international arrest warrants are routinely checked. 
Since Interpol covers only a few offenses, some immigration countries turn directly to the police of befriended states to check immigrants from these countries or consult other means of information gathering. A free private city will not be able to do much more, but it should use these resources to the full. Self-sufficiency In order to prevent immigrants from being a burden on the resident population from the start, the existence of accommodation, income, or sufficient funds must be checked and, if necessary, a financial guarantee must be requested. This is also customary internationally. Successful city-states in particular are cushioning rising demand through correspondingly higher self-sufficiency requirements. The requirements can change over time and can also be adapted to any special needs of the labor market. It is conceivable that contractors who absolutely want to have certain persons, for example as employees, may provide a financial guarantee for them if their suitability cannot be conclusively determined or if they do not yet have their own funds. Social Harmony while the aspects of security and self-sufficiency are explicitly checked in almost all immigration countries, the methods of maintaining social harmony are quite different. When it comes to immigration, Singapore is making sure that the existing mix of different population groups remains stable in percentage terms. In Canada, language courses and examinations are mandatory. Dubai does not want to have hate preachers within its borders and rejects potential immigrants on those grounds. Monaco issues residence permits limited to one year in the first three years and can thus easily get rid of immigrants identified as unsuitable even if they have not yet become criminal but only socially suspicious. Similar models can also be adopted by free private cities. The conclusion of a citizen's contract also has the advantage that every immigrant expressly acknowledges the validity of certain rules and principles by signing it, as well as the possibility of termination in the event of violation. In addition to the payment of the contribution and the observance of the ordre public, one of these basic rules is above all that everyone can do what he wants as long as he does not interfere with the rights of others. In this respect, Candidates who, from the very beginning, have views incompatible with or hostile to this scheme, such as communists, will not be allowed to immigrate. The same applies to all those who propagate the primacy of religious regulations over the rules of the free private city. It is not tolerant but stupid, or cowardly, to be tolerant of intolerance, and thereby endanger the security and stability of one's own society. Any reasonable operator will therefore prevent the immigration of declared enemies of the system. Of course, it is easy to simply sign a contract under false pretenses. In this respect, a supplementary questionnaire or personal interview is quite helpful in sorting out unwanted applicants. Anyone who answers yes to questions such as whether the apostasy of religion, blasphemy, or adultery should be punished with death will not be considered as a new fellow citizen even if he fulfills all other criteria. Some will manage to disguise their true intentions, but religious zealots in particular are often astonishingly open with their views. As a general rule, the less strict the selection, the more follow-up action will be required in the form of staggered residence permits or subsequent deportations. It is always easier to reject someone from the outset than to get rid of them later. 
other considerations. It is conceivable to provide for temporary contracts for employees who come to the free private city for certain construction projects, for example. This can be linked to the prospect of obtaining a genuine citizen's contract after this period has run smoothly. For reputational reasons, it may be advisable not to let certain people into the free private city, such as ex-dictators or suspected mafiosi. Another filter might be a one-time admission fee with which newcomers contribute to the existing infrastructure. In addition, even the completely penniless can be given a chance. A Hong Kong Chinese has given me the following information regarding the possible immigration rules of free private cities. Especially during the so-called Cultural Revolution, many mainland Chinese tried to flee to Hong Kong. This was not easy because the Chinese border police had tried by all means to prevent the escape. In addition, the British border police sent back all the Chinese they were able to intercept when crossing the border. But if you managed to get to the immigration building in Hong Kong, even if you were covered in blood, then you were allowed to stay. Half of Hong Kong's ten most successful entrepreneurs came to the city in this way. The story might be exaggerated or apocryphal, but the basic idea is right. Anyone who possesses nothing but has the firm will and the ability to overcome even great obstacles in order to achieve something is fundamentally an enrichment for any society. Free private cities can try to identify such persons by means of suitable application procedures.